Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you folks. We, uh, again, are honored, privileged to be part of your community here and to come to you every day with this podcast. We, it's a Friday, so it's effectively a week and a day past Thanksgiving for you folks. And I mean, squarely, we're heading toward Christmas. And hey, what day of the week does Christmas fall on, Stephanie? What day of the week is that? Um, it's, I think it's a Saturday this year, possibly, Saturday. Oh. I think it's a Saturday. I hate that when it's a Saturday because you don't get much time off from work that way. You know? Oh, <laughs> man. Let me see. I'm pretty sure it's a Saturday. Oh, wow. Oh, I'm pretty sure you're right. That's going to be a great time, though. So Christmas is coming up. We, we hope you folks all have a great one. So as we continue on uh, in the in the book of Proverbs, we're in the eighth proverb, and we've been looking at what wisdom is, the benefits of wisdom. And uh, now a little bit, we're going to look at, continue on a little bit with the benefit of wisdom, but also wisdom and folly and how you compare them against one another and what's going on with them. And and uh, I think uh, significance to me over and over again is I have gratitude for the book of Proverbs. I, I'm so thankful that God gave it to us. I'm thankful that as I study this, as I look at it, uh, God reminds me of his wisdom and how the proper way to do things and the right way to do things and to hop into that. But before we get going, as you know, we have, you might be a knucklehead if, and so I've been really looking, I want to have good knucklehead ones that possibly, you know, cross over and that also help people what not to do or what to do with people who suffer from PTSD, do or say, or things like that. And we've been trying to give you an idea of what not to do, what not to say, and not to treat people with PTSD. And I think one of the things that I, I want to let you know, and this has become really something that has illuminated itself to, to us as we go on with the PTSD ministry, is we really don't want to identify people who are in the PTSD ministry in front of the whole church. I mean, it kind of makes you a knucklehead, but you might do this by mistake. And the reason I say that is some people may think, well, uh, you know, hey, if you're in a PTSD class, raise your hands. People say, man, those people are all messed up. So if you got a group at your church, if you're doing things, it's okay to have your own Sunday school class. It's okay to do it on a Friday night. Whenever you want to do it, that's fine, Wednesday night. Whatever the pastor decides, that's great, uh, but but don't out people. And so that, that fits in, I think, too, with what not to do or say to people with PTSD. Just don't out people. And uh, are you following what I'm saying there, Stephanie? Yeah, you don't want to put them on the spot, make them feel, yeah. you know, that, you know, freak out. Yeah, I mean, there were times in the army too where people would out you, you know, and I, yeah, you just hated being outed for different things, you know, and and uh, 
uh, I think churches with PTSD groups are doing God's work. I think people are being reached everywhere. I think they're doing great things. You know, those listen among those listening today are new groups out in Seattle, another new group in Louisiana, new group getting ready to go in uh, Virginia, another new group getting ready to go in Kansas. Uh, uh, by January 1st, I think there'll be 50 or 60 groups around the country that are going with PTSD. So, again, we want to just wire in and say these are the way we do things where we keep things uh it's not like it's undercover, but we uh, we just want to uh, protect people, make sure that people uh, don't feel odd. That's all. That's all. And so I say all that to say just that. Don't out people. Uh, so here we are. We, we're going to bite off a little bit here today. We're going to be looking at, uh, uh, again, eight, I think, uh, 22 through 30 is what we're going to try. If we don't make it, that's all right. We've been known to extend a podcast or two, and it really hasn't hurt us. I want to say this to you. So next week, we're going to have a couple guests with Stephanie and I. So uh, we're going to have Byron Fox with us, this music guy, and then this other brother, and God forgive me, I can't think of his, McCurdy. Uh, this other brother, McCurdy, who's he's going to be with us as well. And they're going to be talking about tracks they've done for PTSD, about music. And so Stephanie and I get to ask them a couple questions and stuff. So we'll be doing that a little bit next week. And uh, we'll be praying that all you guys have a, a wonderful week in between now and then. And, and so here we go, Stephanie, starting in verse 22. The Lord possessed me in the beginning of his way before the works of old. I was set up from everlasting from the beginning or ever the earth was. When there were no depths, I was brought forth. When there were no foundations abounding with water. Before the mountains were settled, before the hills was I brought forth. Well, as yet, he had not made the earth, nor the fields, nor the highest part of the dust of the world. When he prepared the heavens, I was there. When he set a compass upon the face of the depth, when he established the clouds above, when he strengthened the fountains of the deep, when he gave to the sea his decree that the waters should not pass his commandment, when he appointed the foundation of the earth, then I was by him as one brought up with him. I was daily in his delight, rejoicing always before him. There's a lot there, Stephanie. I know it's a lot of verses, but uh, giving you a picture of what wisdom is, I guess. And what do you think of this? Well, I think it's all going to flow through the end of the chapter. But what I see is the fact, you know, this kind of reminds me of Job, some of these this wording, but it, it's just basically saying the summary of this is, Wisdom saying, I've been, I was here before the world was here, which yeah. tells us wisdom is personified um, here, but it is, it's God. Wis, this wisdom is who God is. Yeah. And that's God by wisdom established the heaven. Everything he did in making this world was done in wisdom, through wisdom. And that's, I think, the essence of what all this is saying. Yeah, it's almost like this history report of what wisdom is. You know, it's, it's almost like he's, we're getting this background. And uh, so, you know, we know that God used his own wisdom and intelligence. God has always been, always will be. Uh, but he created a universe, and you can't do that. I mean, how, you know, you ever stand at the ocean, something we mentioned last time, you can't look at an ocean and say, man, look how big I am. And I'm just so thankful that God commanded the ocean and gave decree so that the ocean doesn't come from one side of South Carolina and just go over all of us. I'm yeah. so glad that the wisdom that went into that is such a big deal. And, and, and going on to say the Lord possessed me at the beginning, 
uh, you know, right in the beginning, God possessed me. And, and, uh, you know, as I read that I set up, I was set up from everlasting from the beginning or ever the earth was when there were no depths, I was brought forth when there were no fountains abounding in water and, and what God has done. And, 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 you know, before the mountains are even settled and, and, and so the history of wisdom is as far as God goes. So we should seek, you know, if we're a people, so people are always bound to saying, well, we need to look at our history. You know, we critical race theory. I can name one thing after the other people say, well, if you look at our history, if you look at our history, well, we say, well, let's look at God's history. What does God's word have to say about all these different things? And, you know, before those mountains were settled, before all those things. And so I want to, I want to personify this for a minute, Stephanie, I want you to go back and put on your thinking cap. And I want you to think about everybody you ever went to church with growing up as a preacher's kid, as a preacher's grandkid, growing up or, you know, they're around the ministry constantly with the church, constantly involved in scriptures, constantly involved in ministry. What's the difference between somebody who knowingly, freely plugs into God's wisdom and somebody who's just getting by? I mean, what does that look like in human beings? Well, it plays out long term. You know, anybody can fake it short-term, can fake a relationship with God. Um, Long-term fruit does come out. And um, by their fruit you shall know them, Jesus said. And you you see that as someone um, who maybe, you know, you can have two people hear the exact same truths. But unless someone seeks, God won't make you a robot so you can hear all the truth. But if you don't seek to know the Lord Jesus Christ yourself, and if you don't let that head knowledge become you, become what you believe, that Jesus just stays in your head. He never gets your heart. If he never gets your heart, it will play out as a, as a fool. You will play out life as a fool. And very often a fool blames all of their problems on the people who tried to give them the truth um, because that's how they live with themselves and the messes they need. And so... Um, I think the bottom line is the same truth can be presented, but if someone seeks to reject, chooses to reject it versus seeking to know wisdom, the end result will be heartache, will be a life that is wasted, will end up with a lot of scarring. And when you choose to follow Jesus, it doesn't mean life will always be easy, but you won't look back with all the regrets and you have, you get to experience a fulfillment and a joy throughout life that is, makes life worth living. Yeah. I, and, and, you know, the personification of wisdom, it's, we see it in all walks of life. You know, I, I saw it in the army. I I saw those Christians who plugged into wisdom, who thought things through, who made the right decisions, who worked things out. And then I saw those people who flew off on things that were haphazard that were, and, and, but Steph, as Stephanie said, I think two podcasts ago is you can take wisdom with you. Wisdom goes to heaven with you because everything you did in a wise, godly type of way, you do things for God when you plug into his wisdom. Uh, You follow what God has for you when you plug into wisdom. When you're plugged into God and wisdom, you're doing things in that way. I mean, it's significant. It makes a difference. It's uh, uh, you get to take it to eternity with you. It's an everlasting thing. It has a quality to it. And, uh, uh, I, I just think, so if I'm trying to personify this, I'm going to give you the example of two people. 
And uh, so if you were to look at pastors I've had in my life there, I want to take two. Uh, the one I have now is a really good guy. And then I had a guy who had all the education, uh, all those types of things. But, but I'll tell you, there was just no wisdom there. It was just all about him and his power and how he looked and a total control for, you know, that whole narcissistic thing. And uh, I think we can, you know, Stephanie, I think everybody can say, yep, I've been there. I've seen that. Anybody who's um, lived for more than 20 years of their life saying, I know what you're talking about. But, but we can personify that and say, all right, Pastor A and Pastor B, Pastor A is wise, listen to things, talk through things, willing to talk to you, sit down with you, learn from things, grow with you, help you grow, those types of things. The other pastor, it's, it's my way or the highway. I, uh, uh, you know, total control freak. I need to know everything that's going on. I, I need to call you on Sunday mornings. I mean, all those things. And you say, well, Brother Doug, what does that have to do? I mean, wisdom was set up before time has everything to do with how we approach God's word of how we do those things. And, and boy, we see a lack of wisdom today in marriages, Stephanie. We see a lack of wisdom today in families. We see a lack of wisdom today in just every facet of life. I mean, people we counsel, you know, some of the stupidest things we've ever seen, you know, you'll be counseling somebody, um, who's been through the most terrible of terribles and been physically assaulted, physically abused by a family member. And yet, uh, you know, they want you to hang out with that family member. And that's 10 times I know of that being the case. Uh, I know Stephanie's run into that as well. Or you'll be talking to somebody who's uh, not too long ago, I was talking to uh, a man who was beaten many, many times. Uh, but now he wants to, he thinks that his, uh, the people who beat him, his dad, could take care of the grandkids. I mean, there's just such a lack of wisdom today, Stephanie. It's, it's beyond, uh, I mean, what's the word I'm looking for? It's, it's beyond believable, right? Definitely it is. I'm sorry. I try and keep my phone on mute so that no noise around me gets through. Um, but no, it definitely is. And God's wisdom will never leave, lead you to stay in abuse. Yeah. And God's and will most certainly never lead you to be an abuser. And anyone who abuses, and I and I mean that in any way, shape, or form, um, personally having been under um, verbal, emotional, and psychological abuse, all done in the name of God for a long time, um, it's blasphemous. It's blasphemous to call yourself a preacher and a pastor. Yeah. while you abuse people in your church. And that's, that's you, a you have no biblical qualification. No. You know, as we've both been abused uh, by pastors, <laughs> and uh, we've both been hurt by them. I mean, it, just a year ago, someone wrote you a letter saying that, that you weren't able to make your own decisions, you know, a pastor <laughs> that you and I kind of worked for indirectly. <laughs> I mean, he, um, and, uh, but I mean, that's beyond explanation. How can you explain being that riotous, how can you explain, how can you explain even hooked up with a guy like that? I can't believe that I was even hooked with him. Uh, but I think that this is what I know, Stephanie. I know that as we study God's word and we talk about wisdom and how it was, how God established the waters, gave it rules, established the clouds above, how he gave the sea decree, uh, how every, he's done everything, how, uh, 
you know, we should. And, uh, and I, I think the, uh, Solomon saying how daily he, you know, he rejoices always before him. He's, uh, I was in his delight. I, I'm, I'm part of this. I'm looking at this. I want this. I want to grow by this folks. When we're hooked now, here's the other problem. Stephanie is, you know, we want to seek wisdom, but then we have a problem for those people that we hang with that don't want to seek wisdom. I'm sorry. You keep me. I had to get a drink and I'm like, Oh man. Um, well, (laughs) if you have people around you who are purposely not wanting to seek wisdom, um, I think you maybe should see God's face on if there's still people you should be around just being blunt because you do become like those you spend time with. You do. And, um, the Bible says a companion of fools shall be destroyed. There it and, is. Yeah. Um, if, if someone is not seeking God's wisdom, they're a fool. And I don't care what position they hold. I don't care yeah. what they're doing. Get out. Yeah. They're a fool. Get out. They're filled yeah. with themselves and not filled with wisdom from above. And Get so, out. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would strongly, and, and obviously we, you want to do things in a God pleasing, God glorifying way, but separating has to happen. Yeah. And you know, this yesterday we, we didn't dig into it, but the fear of Lord, the Lord is to hate evil. And we live in a, in, in our Christian world in the States. And I was just discussing this with um, the evangelist and his wife who were here, some of my best friends. And we talked for about three hours straight and you know, I told him, I said, I'm fed up with American Christianity because it's not Christianity. Christianity is the life of Christ. And in American Christianity, we have coddled evil for so long. And I, and I'm not going the route of these liberal, liberal legalists um, who say, who do everything in the name of grace. That's not Christ. That is not godly. I'm talking about Christians who just are plain old narcissists or plain old abusers and we coddle them because that's what we do to show love. No, that is not love. True love will include the fear of the Lord, which is to hate evil. And so um, in all these things, we have to seek God in his face and in how to go about these things. But abuse is never okay. It is evil. It is filled. Abuse is always at the root is always pride, arrogancy, and evil way in a froward mouth. And God hates. It. He lists that here, um, in the in the midst of this passage. That is what abuse is at its root. It is those things that God lists as abominations to Him. And so, it's never okay. It's never justified. It's never a joke. It's never a misunderstanding. Abuse is abuse, and you need to separate from it. And if you need to get a lawyer, take whatever steps you need to. Um, but I I, I always marvel. Um, when I, when I'm talking to or seeking counsel again from someone um, that the people who walk with God always come back to the same counsel, steer clear, never go around, keep your children away from the counsel is always the same because guess what? The Holy spirit will always lead in the same direction and that that direction will always be away from abuse. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that's, uh, I, I think that's it right there you know, wisdom, uh, you find it and, and wisdom tells you when something's wrong. Just what Stephanie was just saying. You start knowing it's like, whoa, these people I'm hanging out with, they're, they're not very smart. You know, 
uh, they're pretty foolish. They don't have a lot of wisdom going for them. They're not as godly as they claim that they are. They don't practice what they preach. Boy, you get to know that, don't you? And, uh, and, and folks, I'll tell you, I think what Stephanie just said is a very wise thing. You know, our friends can mess us up. And birds of the feather flock together. If you're hanging out with knuckleheads, you're a knucklehead. I'm, I'm just telling you, I hate to look at it that way, but that's what the reality is. If these, if these people are out shredding people and hurting people and uh, are doing things against God's will, uh, then you're part of that. You're, you've bought into that. I mean, I hate to make it that simple, but that's what it is. And uh, so, uh, I mean, I don't want to drive. The, I'm just saying, folks, and I know most of you are in a great place, but I want to reach out to those of you who are not and say, plug into all the wisdom you can get. And if God has you break off some friendships and some relationships, do it. But remember, if you're married and you're married to a fool, go to a pastor, get counsel, and get through that. But nobody deserves to be abused, as Stephanie just said. We don't deserve that. We, you know, we're not checked. And if you hang out with the abusers, you're one of them. And uh, so don't be that person. So, Wow. Man, we went down a pretty. I thought it's. A, I think it's a good road, Stephanie, because we got to tell people. You know, it's where, a good road. Because in our and I, I, I struggle with these things because I don't ever want to be associated with these quote unquote Christians who have gone off the deep end because they make out every pastor to be an abuser and they make out every. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to flip that direction. I don't want to become cynical. Right. But these situations exist. Um, you know. <laughs> we're working with them multiple times a week and they do exist and it's not glor it's never glorifying to God and it's not glorifying to God to cover this stuff up in the sense of and I'm not saying we glory in it and I'm not saying we we broadcast it to to magnify ourselves but it is not glorifying to God for sin to be covered the story of Achan the story of Ananias and Sapphira should tell us that in any age God is a God of justice and he is a God that hates evil, period. Yeah. Yeah. And so we have to look at things from the perspective of wisdom, because if we don't, the wisdom of this world will seek to brainwash us. There it is. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think I think that just kind of wraps it exactly where we want to be wrapped. But, you know, folks, we love you guys. And we're honored to be able to talk about God's word, to be in this book of wisdom, the book of Proverbs, and, and to be looking at things and learning from God. And I'm glad that God brought us down this road to talk about relationships. And, you know, there's a couple of things you can do with this. A lot of you don't have a problem with this, probably the majority, but you know people who do, so help them. And, uh, you know, pick up a Bible study with a ladies, get a lady, start having a Bible study and men, uh, pick up a guy, you know, and if you're in a position where you can help that next person along, do it. There are people in my life that mentored me that changed my entire world. So go out there and change someone else's world. Let God use you. Let God talk through you. Let God work through you. Listen, we love you. Please listen to every word brother Eric's got to say, uh, and knowing Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior is our goal. That's the most important thing. We're next step, people. We, If you're not saved, we think you got to be saved. If you're saved, we're glad you're here growing with us and learning how we can help each other and get through this crazy world. And maybe some of you are in a position where you want to start a group at your church or things of that nature. But we'd love to hear from you. If there's anything we could do for you, look us up at Helpful Wounded Spirits. We hope you have a great day. Have a good weekend, too. Lord bless you. Bye-bye.
Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at woundedspirits.com.